Season's greetings to you and your loved ones. May this Christmas be your healthiest to date. The Christmas cheer is infectious here at the Wellness Couch and we've put together one very special hamper for one very special Wellness Coucher. One lucky person who registers for any wellness-based camp event in 2019 will win a wellness hamper including a selection of primal alternative Christmas baked treats to enjoy on Christmas Day, two jars of bone broth from our good friends at Tone Made, that's one beef and one chicken, and a VIP upgrade to the wellness base camp you're attending, including front row seats, dinner with the speakers, and a whole lot more. Valued at over $400, this wellness hamper could be yours when you register for the Wellness Base Camp in Fremantle, Newcastle or Auckland. All the details are at thewellnessbasecamp.com and all you need to do is get your tickets before the stroke of midnight on Sunday, December 16. Happy, healthy Christmas to you from all of us here at The Wellness Couch. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. On this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way. Wendy and I met at the Wellness Summit. I meet all the cool people at the Wellness Couch events, don't I? Like seriously, such a cool tribe to be part of. Totally dig the Wellness Couch. It's such an honor to have the Primal Alternative podcast on this station. And I'm so grateful, my lovely listener. I love you. Thanks for tuning in and being here every week to check out the episodes. It's so, so cool. So Wendy is also a podcaster on the couch. Her show is called Wendy's Way, and she's also a speaker, a wellness coach, motivator, blogger, and writer. And she lives with her absolutely gorgeous, this couple, like seriously, um, so lovely, uh, Duncan. They've been together uh, for, I think, 25 years, something like that. And um, Wendy's basically just a great uh, inspirational story of how somebody's taken like a normal life, like a normal cook everything from scratch, standard Australian lifestyle, uh, where you know she ended up being obese and having fertility issues, to then um, going on to change her uh, change her life and improve her health and to want to go on and inspire others to do it too. And you know, with most um, health journeys, there's always that one defining moment. Like what was your one defining moment? Can you remember? Was it a podcast you listened to or a book you read or a YouTube video you watched or a podcast you listened to? Or was it a friend who said something to you that made you go down this rabbit hole of awesome living that we have and to then go on and make all the changes that you've made in your life. For me, my defining moment was when my friend Kirsty told me about 
paleo. I'd never heard of it before. And I had to go and Google it and find out what it was. And really these days, paleo is just almost like a dirty word. No one says it anymore. <laughs> um, but really all it means is clean living. And um, whether it's, you know, Cindy O'Meara, uh, changing habits, changing lives, which is what Wendy's defining moment was, was reading that book from cover to cover and then basically emptying the entire content of her kitchen into the bin because she did not realize that all of those innocent condiments and stuff that we've got in our pantry were causing so much havoc on her health. And, you know, like Wendy says, shoulda, coulda, woulda, how would her life have been if she'd known all of this 20 years ago? You know, so it's only been five years that Wendy's been on her um, journey. So it's a wonderful story. You're going to love Wendy. She's so real. She's like a breath of fresh air, just real and authentic and just oh, so friendly and loving and grateful. Basically all of the things that the mindset that you need um, to have to really be a fertile ground for an extraordinary life. And everything that Wendy talks about, in this um, episode, I absolutely concur with, and it's all um, practices that I cover in Thrive, my 21-day clean living journey, and also Set for Life, which may be having a, a name change soon because it's a bit of a clash with the lotto being called the same thing. I can't believe they stole my name. Actually, I don't think they did. <laughs> Hope no one's listening from the lotto. Um, but yeah, that needs a new name. So actually... Um, suggestions on a postcard for that one. Do you remember when they used to say that? Put your suggestions on a postcard <laughs> and send them to us. People these days don't even know how to attach stamps to things. Seriously. <laughs> so yeah, send me an email or tell me on social media, a different name for my six week total life transformation program. So Thrive is basically a three week journey of getting the foundations of clean living sorted. So we look at food, movement, mindset, and lifestyle. And then set for life is like next level that. So when you've already got these basics in place, and they're so basic, you know, my motto is when you take care of the ordinary, the extraordinary takes care of itself. So if you want a freaking exceptional life, and when I say exceptional life, I don't necessarily mean being on Broadway. I just mean an exceptional life in terms of how much you enjoy your quality of life. And it's the simple things like, you know, can you have an enjoyable bowel movement? Uh, did you have a good night's sleep? Do you feel joyful? Do you feel like you're ready to embrace life? And oh, I just got that desire to go on and do stuff in this world. Do you feel a connection to those around you, your friends, your family? All of these sorts of things, like I really believe that once we've got that foundation, we can then go on and do freaking anything. And Wendy, in this interview, she says she's testament to that, absolutely. Because if she, somebody who didn't even dare go to the gym, she used to do a 45-minute walk around her house because she didn't want to be seen outside. She's gone from that to standing on the stage in front of 800 people at the Wellness Summit and having her own podcast, like basically becoming a celebrity out there in the world. And she says, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And I absolutely believe it. We are only 
limited by what we believe we're capable of. So we're only as big as our beliefs. So if you have certain beliefs around you not being good enough or not pretty enough or not thin enough, like I can't tell you about the number of opportunities women turn down because they feel that they don't look good, like they're too fat. I'd like to go on that, but I'm too fat. I'd like to get up and dance, but I feel too fat. Everyone will look. I'd like to go on that date with that guy, but I feel like I need to lose 10 kilos first. Like that kind of thing, you know, like oh, all of those beliefs are just, they're just holding us back. And so the, um, the breakthrough comes when you upgrade those beliefs. You upgrade your life when you upgrade your beliefs. And that's what my program, Set for Life, needs a new name, is all about. Mike the Chippy thinks it should be called Reset for Life. Thoughts? Thoughts on a postcard, please, to Nolakai, Bushy Vista. <laughs> so, in, yeah, in Set for Life, we look at all of those things. Like, we actually spend time looking at how you, how you design your day what you make priority for, what you don't make priority for, um, how you want your life to look, how you want to feel, what your passion is, um, how you can cultivate more power in your life in terms of knowing what drains you and knowing what energizes you. Just simple, simple things like that that can fully turn your life around. And these are all practices that I've implemented myself and do them like non-negotiable. That's like how I live my life. It's my self-care. It's how I go. And my life has taught, if you've been following my story, you'll know that my life's turned around so much in the last four years from when I first um, embraced a primal lifestyle. And then more so in the last two years since I launched my Primalista baking franchise. Now in this, oh, that was a good segue, H. Yeah, nice one. Getting good at this now. Um, <laughs> in the show, um, I know my listeners will know what I do, but for Wendy's listeners, hello, Wendy's friends. Well, hello, we can be friends as well now. Um, Wendy talks about my range of braids and she talks specifically about our fruit toast. Well, if you didn't know, I'm a primal health coach and founder of a grain-free food range called Primal Alternative. And we make grain-free easy with our breads, cookies, pizza bases, jellies, and we collaborate with Quirky Cooking, you probably know of them, right, to bring their life-changing dough, which we have turned into a grain-free pastry, which we sell as well. Now, the Primal Alternative products are not knocked out in a factory, um, they're homemade with love by a primalista, which is my cool nickname for a primal alternative producer. So generally, not all primalistas have got a passion for clean living, just like you. They love to bake and they're looking for a job that they can do from home, contribute to the family finances and make a difference in their community. So how cool do you think those women are? I tell you what, they're so cool. And I know there's no science behind it, right? But to have food with the energy of somebody who's like-minded and understands the value of eating nutrient-dense, delicious, deprivation-free food, in it, there's something magical that is missing from factory production. And I reckon, like I know it sounds a bit cuckoo now, but I reckon in like 25 years, we'll be like, oh yeah, that's, you know, she's got factory sickness or something because all you've eaten is food from a factory. Oh, maybe that should be a thing. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm here on this planet 
to actually prove that there is factory sickness. <gasps> maybe, maybe that I should look into that. Should I look into that? Should I trademark it? Should I get the domain name for it? <laughs> I'm it in. Um, but you know, you know how it is when a really good friend cooks you a birthday cake and then you go to someone else's house and they just get one from the supermarket. Like it doesn't taste as good, does it? It doesn't feel as good. And that's the beauty of Primal Alternative. Yes, there's other amazing grain-free breads on the market. Absolutely, I love them all. Like seriously, all the ones I've tried are fantastic. And the people that produce these other grain-free breads, they're on the same mission as me. Like we've all got the same values and we want to help people in the same way. But I love the fact that our products are homemade locally with local ingredients by someone as incredible as you. So I'm always looking to um, increase, uh, to recruit, if you like, primalistas. So if you are looking for a vehicle to turn your passion um, into something that you can help other people, to turn it into a business, then check out my Primalista Baking franchise at www.primalalternative.com. Now, um, you can also check out all of our stockists online and find your bricks and mortar nearest health food shops or your local farmer's market, gourmet pizza shops, IGAs. Those are the kind of places that we stock at where you can contact a Primalista directly and pick up a fresh batch of goodies from her. Or you can shop online. We have an online shop. So if you're regional and you can never get good stuff like this where you live, fear no more because that's one of the um, riding values behind our online shop is that we can get this food to everybody in Australia. That's our mission. Not just those in the cool areas around Melbourne. No, 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 no. Everybody needs access to this incredible food. So there you go. Now, if you want to connect with Wendy, you can find her on social media as Wendy's Way and also on wendysway.com.au. So let's get into the interview with Wendy and hey, OMG, not long now till Christmas. So I hope you're all having fun and still making time for yourself and, you know, keeping your cup full so that you can serve everybody else from the overflow in your saucer. Welcome to the show, Wendy. So glad to have you here. Thank you, Helen. Thank you so much for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. And we're Zooming this. How exciting. We're Zooming like we're so modern, modern women. <laughs> and look, we're all, we're all dressed nice. And we've done our hair. We're all pretty. Yeah. Got a lip gloss on. We don't do that for our normal podcast. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> it depends. It depends. But yeah, so if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll get to see um, Wendy and I looking fabulous, which is so, so cool. Now, Wendy and I met at the uh, Wellness Summit uh, in August, which was just such a cool event. And Wendy took the stage for 10 minutes and literally blew everyone's socks off with her authentic message and super cool style. So I was like, I've got to get her on the show because I want to, well, more for like a selfish reason, because I want to find out more about your story um, for my own interest, but I thought that the listeners would love it too. So Wendy, why don't you take us back to the very start of your story and and tell everyone all about where you've come? Sure. So I'm just going to try and be as brief as possible because yes, I do love to talk. So Helen, stop me at any point. I will. Um, (laughs) I am I am, well, I'm Wendy. I live in Melbourne with my beloved husband of 23 years, Duncan. 
My background is Indian, Anglo-Indian, and I migrated to Australia 33 years ago from Delhi. Um, Delhi, I was in Bangalore at the time in India. So very briefly, I came from a plant-based, whole food, Indian, lovely way of eating to the Western diet. And basically that was the start of my health issues, wellness issues, you know, all that stuff that comes along with swapping diets so drastically. At the time, of course, you know, my parents are doing the best that they can, giving us the best that they can afford and, you know, doing all the things. But being coming from that, you know, community environment into a latchkey environment, we're suddenly feeding ourselves after school. So you go for the processed food, you know, the multi-packs of chips and the frozen hamburgers and the white bread and you do all this stuff you start eating the sad Western diet, you have no idea. I joined school in year 10 in 1985 here. Um, and I think at the time I was a size 10, just going on the numbers. By the time I got to year 12, I was hitting a size 18. Now that is a dramatic, dramatic weight increase. And no one ever talked to me about it. I didn't think anything of it. You know, I just kept buying bigger clothes, just doing all that stuff, not realizing what I really was doing was eating the most inappropriately I could for my body shape and type. And I was shuffling all my emotions of, you know, migrating, moving, changing countries, all the things that a normal 15 year old girl would go through, stuffing all that, stuffing all those feelings down and using food as a comfort mechanism and this went on for years and years and years and years and years and <clears throat> sorry pardon me fast forward to getting married and wanting to start a family and then having fertility issues as well and really briefly Duncan and I tried for 10 years to have a baby and we did every western intervention known to man that you could try but of course no one ever spoke to me about diet exercise weight the food I was eating and could I would have should I you know, when you know better, you do better kind of thing. I just wonder what my life would have been, what my life would have been and, you know, would we have been blessed with a child if I had had that knowledge and understanding of what I was doing to my body mm. and then being able to change that up. But anyway, you know, all of this intervention of 10 years of every horrible Western drug known to man, which was of no use to me or my body and did, I did not react well to it, ended in an emergency hysterectomy one day. And got through all of that, you know, got the most amazing support network, an amazing husband who, you know, is my rock. You get through it all and you come out the other side of it and you go, oh, my God, like, is this my life? Is this, you know, I'm so overweight. I'm 40 kilos, 50 kilos over where I need to be. What am I going to do? And it all culminated. I mean, this happened in 2007. So it took a long time. You know, the weight kept increasing, not decreasing. And it all came to a head one day when I was hanging out with my best friend's kids in the school holidays, as I mentioned at summer. We'd just gone to the park to kick the footy around, play a bit of soccer. I lasted five minutes. I was huffing, puffing, sweating, just exhausted. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. I had to go and sit on the bench and watch my husband and these two young people just have the time of their lives. And I'm sitting there crying, hysterical. I'm like, what is this? Who is this person? This is not me. I can't be this anymore. And that was the catalyst for me to really get started on changing my life and educating myself and, you know, just finding out ways that I could make myself better. Along came my beautiful friends who took me and introduced me to Cindy Yomira and all her way of thinking of changing habits. And that was just a game-changing day in my life. I read a book, came home, took out the chemical shitstorm that was my pantry, fridge, freezer, kitchen, and started eating 
real food, organic food, whole foods, and taking out all the processed stuff and especially the gluten out of my life. Wow. What a story. Like, seriously, that's just incredible. <laughs> that's the brain version. That's I have that, to be brain. That was really good. Like, you've obviously, you've obviously been asked this quite a few times because that was a really yes. good, awesome overview. You answered the question that I was, like, wondering about, you know. So, but I guess if we could just go back to before uh, changing habits, tell, tell us a little bit about what a standard day would look like in terms of food. Oh, yeah, sure. So, standard day, um, white bread for breakfast with some Vegemite, you know, maybe if I was lucky, I don't know, baking eggs on the weekend, you know, inappropriate, not the best kind of bacon, you know, not organic eggs, just normal supermarket stuff. Um, morning tea, oh, a bit of cake, a slice, uh, something like that. Nothing healthy, something that came out of a packet. Lunch would be, okay, usually a sandwich, but once again, there's more white bread or a salad and the evening meal would be meat and veg usually, but possibly couldn't even be, you know, like a processed schnitzel from the supermarket or um, lots of processed stuff like prepackaged food, prepackaged like a lasagna. And I'm not talking the good prepackaged, I'm talking the inappropriate gluten filled, chemical filled stuff. So, you know, yeah, and there was, I'm not saying it was totally unhealthy, but meat meat and veg were like, yeah, okay, maybe once a day. And veggies mm, could also be, you know, the frozen variety out of the supermarket freezer because you don't know any better. You don't, you think, you know, I'll buy the frozen stuff and that, that'll last longer. It's more economical. That's what I'll do. But you don't realize you're not giving your body any nutrients whatsoever. And the worst part was I was so addicted to Diet Coke. It was ridiculous, mm. absolutely ridiculous for a long, long time. You know those big slabs of Coke with the, I think, what, there were 48 cans or 24, I can't remember, whatever the bigger ones was, the 48. We would go through that in a week. And that was, you know, that was pretty stock standard. Pizza on a Saturday night, you know, fish and chips, burgers, all the non-good types because you can have all those things, just, you know, make them yourself or get them from a really good place which has beautiful quality. But no, none of that. It was just the standard Western diet and you think you're doing so good because, you know, you're doing low fat, low carb, no sugar, no salt, da-da-da-da-da. And when you get educated and you read the back of the packets, it's just chemical shitstorm. I know. I know it is. But, you know, like, like in reality, compared to, like, the majority of the population, you are eating, you know, you're making everything from scratch. You're making, you, you know, you get your schnitzel from the supermarket and cooking that up with some veggies. Like, it doesn't sound too bad. And I know, like, for me, I, like, you know, like when we still have fish and chips and we still have burgers. But, like, the quality, the quality of the ingredients is so different. You wouldn't even... You couldn't even really compare it to the stuff that we used to just no. buy out of the freezer, like at the supermarket. And I remember my husband telling me that it was better to buy frozen vegetables because they were fresher, because they'd been frozen as soon as yes. they were picked and yes. therefore more nutritious. But obviously all the vitality has gone out of them. They're packaged in plastic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, like and who knows where they've come from? You know, like it's not seasonal. It's not local. And But you, no. that's what you believe. You believe that. And you think you're doing the right things. <laughs> You listen to what's going on on the media, you know, in the media, you know, and I'm talking this is before social media or anything like that, but, you know, you see the ads on TV for low fat and the heart tick and all that thing and you think you're doing the right thing. And I know, you know, even I'm just even going to say just even a couple of years ago when I walked into my 
one of my specialists' offices and she's sitting there with a Diet Coke caffeine-free can. She's got a Weight Watchers low-fat something. Mm. She's got sugar-free this. She's got, I'm just going, oh, my God. You know, like, oh, my God, I'm so far from this. It's ridiculous. And, mm. you know, it's just you, you realise just how far you've come from, you know, the good stuff we all used to eat when we were younger and everything was made from scratch and homemade. Like we were never allowed soft drink in our house. It was just not a thing. It was a treat thing. And, you know, all, it was just like, my goodness. And I, I sit here now and I laugh. I'm thinking of my grand up in heaven, my beautiful Indian grand who was the most amazing cook on the planet, made everything from scratch. And I just wish we could bring her back down here and, you know, get her to come and, you know, be on a podcast or be on stage and teach us all her ways of doing things. We were all pay money for that. Trust me. Uh, my grandparents must be laughing up there at all the stuff we do now and thinking, we used to make bone broth. We used to eat bone marrow. We used to eat top to tail. We used to do all that stuff, you know. And, I mean, my diet in India was basically plant-based. I mean, we did eat meat, but not a lot of it. And I was like, Cindy O'Meara and even the amazing Pete Evans, who I've met and know very well, have both said to me, just go back to eating Indian food. You'll be fine. Really, you'll be fine. And I'm an Indian who doesn't really like Indian food, so that's hysterical. What a waste. I know, I like it. It's okay. okay. What? What? Can you cook it? Yes, I can cook mm. it. Well, you're lucky that you can cook it. You're lucky that you can cook it. And, like, you know what you're saying about bringing your grandma down from heaven? It's like, yes. um, you know, the, the cooking used to be a skill that we used to just pass on from, you know, generation to generation. Yeah. And then something happened in our mum's generation where, and, like, this isn't yes. any disrespect to our mothers who are incredible, but, no, no, um, no. but something happened. I remember that mum used to make, uh, like chicken stock, we'd have like a chicken and then she'd boil the carcass and, and she'd save that in the freezer and add it to stuff. And then something just happened. I don't know what happened, but one day we started buying stock cubes and that went out the window. And then we started using those, you know, MSG, loads of salt, blah, blah, blah. And it's only just that one generation. And then, you know, I've had serious health issues. You've had serious health issues. Our Absolutely. children, you know, our, this generation's children Gosh. have got worse health issues. And I think really what we need to do, and I know this is what Cindy said as well, like food, you know, health starts in the kitchen. We need to teach people how to cook sure. real food as well, which is why your friend Pete, his message is wonderful, teaching people oh, how to absolutely. cook incredible food. Which and, is I know, and I know he gets, he gets pasted in the media. I know all that good stuff, but I mean, I've been in his company many times and had a conversation with him and he has been, you know, same thing, like what Cindy said to me, go back to what you know, go back to what your body knows, go back to what your ancestral way of eating was. And I'm just like, my God, it's so obvious. Like, hello. And now I do, I have incorporated a lot more Indian food into my diet, a lot more plant-based food into my diet. And I mean, of course, I cannot wait to go to Bendigo Base Camp, which I know will be over by the time this goes to air, because I can get some more of your goodies. Oh my Aww. goodness. That fruit life is to die for. Thank you. I'll get you some, I'll make sure, I'll make sure Dee has got, uh, probably Lister Dee will be, she, she lives in Bendigo, so she's definitely going to be at the Bendigo Base Camp. Oh, and I'll make sure that she brings you um, a goodie bag with some fruit toast in and some other goodies. Oh, that'll be fine. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, I think Duncan and I lived on that for two days after. <laughs> I was like, what do you want to eat? I go, I just want to eat that fruit toast. <laughs> no, I did. This is the bit top secret, and, but I'll tell you anyway, and the whole world. But um, the other day, yes. I, I don't know why, I was, I was yes. uh, doing some recipe testing for a, I'm bringing out like a packet mix range, so like a bake your own range. 
and I was putting all the stuff in. I was putting all the stuff in for the fruit toast, and I was missing a couple of ingredients. So I was like, "Oh, what if I could turn this into a savory loaf?" Anyway, just a couple of ingredients tweaks, and I've created this savory turmeric loaf. <gasps> oh god, it's so good! It's so good. That's like that's Christmas in a packet. Mm, it's so crunchy <laughs> and yummy. It's got oregano in it, and blah, blah, blah. it's just like it's like a savory muffin. You know, when you buy savory okay. muffins. You're yeah, seriously sorry. making me hungry right now. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, it's not about me. So, so back to you. Yes. So, no, no, it's all good. Let's go back to what we're supposed to be. We could talk food all day, you and I. Oh Helen. my god, we could just just make this entire episode just about what you ate, what you eat now. And anyway, another recipe ideas that we've got. But tell me about how we've talked. We've talked about you know, like um, you, you said about your weight gain and your fertility issues. But and you told us a little bit about crying on the bench when you couldn't play with the with the kids and with Duncan but what other sort of um mental or emotional symptoms did you have when you were you know living the standard Australian way absolutely so I actually I had no idea at the time but I was suffering you know terrible terrible gut issues which I had no idea you know my my excretions of Damien Christoph will be laughing. We're talking about poo, but anyway, um, you know, my normal bodily functions were not healthy to start with. My anxiety was at an all time high and I had no idea, but every time I was putting more processed chemicals into my body, it was reacting and it was stressful. It was, you know, I was a pretty happy go lucky person. I still am, you know, pretty cool, pretty, pretty calm. Not much phased me, but I would just have terrible mood swings, terrible, you know, acne on my face, terrible, you know, like bloating issues. I'd be like, I'd get up and I'd look like, you know, I had a stomach three times the size if I'd eaten a bit of extra gluten or, you know, had too many things like pasta or bread or all that kind of stuff. And it was like these mood swings were incredible. And I'll tell you a really quickly scary story. I was in a car park one day. We were at the shopping centre going to the shops and someone stole my car park. And it was this tough Maori guy and I'm mouthing off to him or something I've never done in my whole life. I'm ready to get out and have a punch on with him with my club lock. And Duncan's physically holding me back going, are you insane? He will kill you. You know? And it was like, even the guy was so shocked. He goes, man, is she okay? Like they were, he was more concerned about that. What, you know, this, this can't be normal. This is not normal behavior. And mm. I just sat in that car and just went, and at the time, I was on Clomid as well, you know, for fertility stuff. So put the Clomid in with the white food, you know, all the white bread and the white food and the pasta and all the inappropriate stuff. I just wasn't myself. I just, mm. who was this person? And, you know, no one's brave enough to kind of have a, not have a go, but tell you what's going on. And poor Duncan, he's like, he had this, you know, pretty calm, crazy, happy wife to this almost psycho person. And then, you know, everything would calm down. Like, let's say all the chemicals had gone out of my body for a little while. I'd be happy as Larry and calm. And it was just this, you know, this horrible ups and downs, mm. swings and roundabouts, this yo-yo living, never mind about yo-yo dieting, but this yo-yo living that you just didn't know what was, you know, what mood you were going to have. Mm. And how scary is that? Oh, it's horrendous. And, I, like, I've totally been there myself, so I can totally relate. And we all, we're all yeah. so lucky to have that friend one friend, you know, um, I had my friend Kirsty who told me yes. about paleo. I'd never heard of it before, so I went and Googled it, and that transformed my entire life. And you sure, had your sure. friend that told you about Cindy O'Meara. Now, I've not done Cindy's yes. Change in Habits course, so can you tell us a little yes. bit about what you did, what changes you made, and, and how that looked? 
Sure. So I've never actually done her course or her protocols. I just bought her book called Changing Habits, Changing Lives, and I read it cover to cover, and all the changes that she introduces in it and encourages in it, that's what I did. I bought her recipe book, and I followed that book and got rid of all the chemical stuff in my life. So it was like, and it was a simple, it was came down to every condiment. It was, you know, the chemicals in tomato sauce, in barbecue sauce, in mustard, in mayonnaise, in um, sweet chili sauce, everything yeah. that you have in your fridge that you don't realize all the, you know, the chemicals and the acids and the regulators and the thickness and the agents that are in there just, just adding to your chemical little party that's going on in your body going, yeah, no, I don't think so. So for me, it was just starting. Like I got eliminated most of the breads, pastas, rice, carbs, all that stuff. Just basically ate beautiful, healthy, organic food from our local farmer's market, the veggies, the grass-fed meat, and just try to keep basically a meat and three veg kind of diet, just really simple, really clean food, really, really clean food, nothing out of a packet, nothing out of, you know, um, I'm lucky enough I had a therm I've got a Thermomix at the time, so I started just making all my own stuff from it. And, you know, in the Thermomix and without the Thermomix and just incorporating, you know, beautiful things like the veggie stock, bone broths, all those healthy, healthy, healthy things back into our lives. And the change was just incredible. It's like the brain fog lifts, you're clear, you're, you know, you have clarity and you're a much nicer person. Which is good news for Duncan and the Mary dude at the supermarket so. will be glad Seriously. to hear Seriously. that you you've returned to normal sanity, which is which is really which is really great. I don't know about normal, normal sanity. sanity. <laughs> as normal as I could ever be. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So did you did you see like a naturopath as well? And did you get any like herbal tonics and treatments yeah. as well? So about this time, you know, I was introduced to a beautiful kinesiologist, Mandy Reek from Calm to Wellbeing, and she was my, oh, my God. You know, I have so many people who are in my support network. Mm. So I had a beautiful kinesiologist. I had a naturopath who put me on this oh, revolting, revolting bottle of tonic, but it, it just worked. Mm. You know, it helped heal me from the inside and the outside, if you know what I mean. I knew I needed help, so I definitely, you know, I was seeing I was seeing um, a kinesiologist, which also provided me some therapy to deal with all my issues, you know, from the past and deal with all my health issues, not just my health issues, but my mental issues as well. And, you know, from not being able to be a mom and everything that came with it. And, you know, you just push it all down and do all that good stuff. And you think, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, you know, you're not really fine. Mm -hmm. And you can't heal until you deal. I say that Ooh, all I the like time. That. You, I like that. Yeah. I'm writing that one down. You can't. Yeah, yeah, that can be the quote. Yeah, <laughs> until you deal for Instagram, you can't heal until yeah. you until you deal. So no. you've got to deal with all the all the what you know whatever's going on on the inside, mentally, physically, emotionally. You, it's it's a package. You've got to have a holistic approach to it. So I was very lucky that you know I got myself into the gym. I had an amazing personal trainer. I had a naturopath. I had a kinesiologist. I have a GP who gets me, who gets all this weird stuff that I go and do, and he never says anything. I walk in and I go, um, I'd like a test for this, this, and go, yes, okay, fine, whatever. And he just rolls his eyes. He doesn't even ask anymore. He goes because. As he says to me, blood tests don't lie and you're living proof of how you've turned it around. Never mind about the weight loss and the dress sizes. It's, you know, um, look at your blood test results. All your levels are where they should be. They're better than where they should be. So, you know, when your blood pressure, when you don't, 
you're on like five or six tablets and now you're down to one and even that hopefully is going to be gone by the end of the year. The GP goes, yeah, okay, fine, cool, whatever, keep doing, just keep doing whatever you're doing, I'll do whatever. So you've got to have that support network. If you don't, you've got no hope. And for me, I think the biggest turning point was the day I didn't need insulin anymore. After my oh, so you had diabetes. You didn't tell us about your diabetes. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean, oh, I forgot to talk about all this stuff. So, so I was diagnosed type 2 diabetic in, in the year 2000. I had my hysterectomy in 2007. And while I was under, they had to give me insulin because it was such a long operation. So I woke up and all of a sudden I now have to supplement with insulin at mealtimes which mm-hmm. no choice of my own, no thought, no, no asking me, no telling me. This is just what it was. I was like, wow. And I was like, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. So two years ago, I got myself off the insulin just with diet and exercise. I didn't do anything drastic. And like the, even the specialist was like, I don't believe it. You haven't had like a gastric bypass or a lap band or anything like that. I go, no, I haven't done any of that stuff. And she goes, well, blood tests don't lie. So, you know, my blood sugars are normal as a normal person is, so, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to claim that I've reversed it completely because until I'm off this one last tablet, I haven't reversed it, but that's coming. I know it's coming. Well, and also, you know, like, you know, like if you were to start eating, you know, your um, schnitzels and your pastas and your white bread again, you'd have your diabetes again, but yet you, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Turned it around, let's say, instead of reversed it, you turned it around with diet and exercise. And I think that's becoming more widely accepted now that type 2 diabetes Absolutely. is just a, it's just a reflection of where you're at with diet and lifestyle. And it can be great and very inspiring for people who are listening to this that didn't know that. I mean, you're here you are living. No, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, I didn't set out, go, I'm going to get myself off insulin. I'm going to, it wasn't like that. It was, I'm going to get better. I'm going to live my life. I'm not going to watch my life. I'm not going to sit on that bench anymore. Mm. I'm going to be running on that soccer field, driving them all mad. I'm going to be on the cricket pitch, driving everybody mad. And that's what I'm going to do. And I think that was the biggest game changer, making that decision in my head, getting the support around me. I mean, I have an amazing bunch of family and friends, which I'm so, so blessed to have. But until you get inside here and you figure out what's going on in here and in here and stop lying to yourself, stop telling yourself stories You've got to do it. And that, mm. there's no easy way. As I said at Summit, there's no easy way. Stop telling yourself all the bullshit that you're going to. You're not big boned. It's not hereditary. Blah, blah, blah. Don't, you know, whatever. I don't believe that personally. It's like get out there and do it. Go find what works for you. Go find the eating plan that works for you, whether it needs to be paleo or organic or vegan or vegetarian or whatever it needs to be. Just eat real food. Just eat clean, simple, real food and move your butt every day. It's as simple as that, really. <laughs> it is. It is just as simple as that. And I love it. It's, it's so true. But what I'm really, um, really inspired to hear a little bit more about is, um, you know, just what you're saying about, you know, um, what was it they said? You can't heal until you deal. And I think that you can only, well, I don't know about you, but I certainly couldn't deal with all of my mental health issues and yes. you know, all the bullshit stories I was telling myself, which I call upper limits, you know, like you have, you, you can only yes, have sure. a life as good as you believe it can be, or as much Absolutely. as you believe you are worthy of having, or, you know, your level of enoughness as a person. Right. Yes. Um, and I know that like, I never, I thought there was nothing wrong with me really. 
and I, was doing, I thought I was doing everything right. But when I got rid of that brain fog and had that increased clarity and that connection and the energy that you get when you're actually feeling vital and you're actually not on the bench anymore, you're living your life, it's only yes. then that you can start to tackle these big bullshit stories you're telling yourself because if you're just like in that messed up headspace you you just you just like pass me some more Maltesers let's just push all this shit down because you just are too overwhelmed to unpack everything you know but but really it's like a vicious cycle you know you're just feeding more more and more to it so to for anyone out there like if they're Everybody's got to find their, their um, what I call inner readiness. Like you might hear about this kind of lifestyle that we lead and think, oh, good for them. They're doing all right, but they're different to me and they haven't reached that Absolutely. inner readiness. But do you have any like message for people out there who are listening to you thinking, shit, I relate so much to Wendy's story and what she's saying, but I don't know where to start or I don't know when day one's going to be like, do you have anything to say to those people? I just think, I just think the first thing is, and I say this all the time, be kind to yourself. You are not all your past. You are your future. You are where you are right now. And how about you meet yourself right where you are right now, get educated, go and talk to people who may have a better idea or someone who's been through it, you know, go online, get inspired, go to a seminar, go to a workshop, Google, just Google real food, Google. And I say, start with one meal at a time. Just start with breakfast, fix your breakfast, do one meal and really have a look at what you're doing. Maybe eliminate all the processed chemicals, cereals, white bread, all that stuff. Go and eat, you know, either if you can make your own bread or, you know, get some from you guys. Oh my God. Don't even think about it. Like just go and get it from you beautiful people. You know, eat something, eat something really yummy, eat something really whole and make some time for yourself. Just do it one step at a time. You cannot do this all at the same time. It took me four and a half, five years. It's going to take a long time. You didn't put the weight on in five minutes. You put it on over a whole bunch of years. So it's going to take the same, possibly a long time for you to get to where you think you want to be. But just get, first of all, get real with yourself and then just tackle one meal at a time. And I started my movement with five minutes and a kitchen timer. I put my kitchen timer on for five minutes and walked around my house and increased that to 45 minutes walking around my house and garden, you know, like a, like a insane person just going around and around and around. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But that's what I was comfortable to do. And that was okay. It took me a long time from, to get from that point to the gym. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot that had to go, a lot of work had to go into getting to that point. But the thing is, you've got to, you've got to be, as you said, you've got to be in a ready, your insides have got to go, right, I'm ready. Let's do it. And find a buddy, find a friend, find a group, find someone who can support you. No one can do this alone. We cannot do this alone. You're kidding, if you, you're kidding yourself if you think you can because you can't. It takes a village and you have to be kind to yourselves always. So start simple, start slow, and, and make sure that you're not sabotaging yourself. So small, simple, achievable steps. Love it. I love it. And it's true. You can't do this on your own. And uh, you actually get 80% more success if you are accountable to somebody else because that's just how we work. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Which is really cool. Get an an accountability buddy. You know, get an accountability buddy, someone who will either come for a walk with you or someone who you've got to send a photo of you on a walk to with a timestamp or when you're going to the gym or whatever you're going to do to move, get someone who's in the same space and who can help you. Mm, awesome. I love it. So 
What did you have for breakfast this morning? Well, today was a bit of a lazy morning, so it was a bit special. I had, I had some forage cereal, which I love. And I'm not just saying that because I work with David Christophe. I've loved forage. <laughs> forage cereal for a long, long time. So I had a little bowl of forage muesli and I was still a little bit peckish. So I had a bit of your beautiful bread. Oh, good. Nice plug. Absolutely. With some smashed avocado on it. And it was yum. And a glass of orange juice. Freshly squeezed, squeezed homemade orange juice. Yum, yum, yum. Sounds absolutely delicious. So it was. Let's go to how you've taken transforming your life to then going on to create Wendy's Way and helping others transform their lives. Because, you know, it just amazes me that you did that walking around your house for 45 minutes until you were then ready to go to the gym. But I've seen you now on stage, Wendy, in front of 800 people. So what did you, <laughs> what did you do? Well done. Like if we were, if we were in front of an audience now, everyone would have clapped. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Super huge. But how did you just, what what made you decide that you're going to make this into a business? And how come you get to hang out with cool dudes like Damien Christoph, Marcus Pierce, Brett Hill, Cindy O'Meara, Pete Evans are all your friends? Like, how did you do that? Scary, right? Scary. And I, I would I just like to preface all of this by saying if I can, anyone can. So it came with doing the work. You've got to do the work. And I'm doing the work. And I was lucky. I got to go to a couple of dates with Cindy O'Meara. I went to a couple of Pete Evans events. I went to, I've been to like four or five wellness summits now. I can't remember. Let's go five. Five wellness summits. And they watch you. They watch what you're doing. They get to know you. Because, you know, see, I'm so shy and retiring. No one ever remembers me. (laughs) But, you know, I got to know these guys. I got to be around them. I got to be in that company. I got, you know, I got to call them friends. And it was Marcus and the wellness guys that said, we'd love you to have a podcast on the wellness couch and share your story because we think the whole world needs to hear your story and how you're going. And, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm talking two and a half years ago when they asked me this, I was still 20 kilos heavier than I am now. So I was like, I got invited and then I went and did a podcasting course to learn how to do it. And then I started my podcast and I share my story. My guests are everyday people like you and I who are wanting to make a difference, who've done something to make a difference, who are just living their lives and, you know, trying to be their healthiest, happiest. So that leads to, you know, I get my own podcast, which goes out once a fortnight on the wellness couch. I get to be interviewed by amazing people like you. The boys are now my peeps, my friends. And, you know, I get to be interviewed on stage at the Wellness Summit in 2016 as a podcaster. And then you get invited to be a presenter at the 2018 Wellness Summit. So it's all, you know, it's been a journey. It didn't all just happen overnight. It's, it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of guts. And to stand up in front of 800 people, tell your story as briefly in the time that you have to tell your story and forget all the bits that you wanted to say. But anyway, and share photos of what I used to look like to now. For me, that was like... <sighs> Yeah, I'm pretty okay talking in front of people. But, you know, when you've got to get up and tell your story and share those photos of you not looking your greatest, it's like, wow, have I come a long way. And I look at photos of even two years ago at 2016 Wellness Summit to 2018 Wellness Summit and I see the difference even from the start of this year to now. I'm like, wow, and I'm so grateful for all of it. And, you know, if it wasn't for the wellness couch and everything that's come through it, I wouldn't be here today, absolutely not be here today. 
Wow. That's incredible. Just, wow. Just, I'm just so in awe of, of what you've achieved and Aww. you're just such an inspiration. Like, seriously. But I think there's a lot to be said about events. You know, it's, it's a common thread that's coming through. What you're saying is, you know, really finding your tribe, finding your people, connecting with like-minded Absolutely. people. And, you know, I live so far away from all the action, yeah. like right on the other oh. side of the country. And I thought that yeah. I could do so much just, you know, and you can, like you can, social media is freaking incredible and zoom and all this technology that we've got now to get this message sure. to like we can make grassroots change because we can yes. you know, we don't have to be invited on today tonight we can just create our own tv show sister you know which, which is so cool but there is something amazing about live events and getting together with real people oh. and that's what's obviously catapulted catapulted your career so tell us about when Definitely. you wear and tell us about what you offer so Wendy's Way is still in its infancy, so everybody hang on, you know. So <laughs> Wendy's Way for me, I've run a couple of workshops, I've done a bit of wellness coaching, I've done a bit of life coaching, and at the moment I'm very lucky. I've teamed up with Damien Christophe from Forage Serial and we are running four-week forage challenges, which is I'm not going to say it's a program. Well, I suppose it is a program, but it's a kickstart. It's four weeks to get people, you know, who who might be where I was five, you know, four and a half, five years ago, who need to start. It just helps you to start on your journey. It helps you to kickstart your, you know, your your gut and your food and your eating and your movement. And that's what I'm, we're, you know, we're going to keep doing four-week challenges, you know, every few months or so. We've got the summer program going to start up soon and this might go to air before it started, but we will be doing another one. We will keep doing summer four-week challenge and then we'll go into the winter four-week challenge. So we're going to keep doing that. And for Wendy's Way, I'm going to keep loving my podcast, which is my passion project, and keep doing that. I'm dreaming up some workshops of my own. I'm dreaming up a Wendy's Way program so that everyone can find their own way. So it can be mm. Wendy's Way leading to Helen's Way or to, you know, anybody else's way kind of thing. So, um, and I would love to keep sharing my story, tell my story, so I can inspire, empower men, women, children, young ladies, young teenagers, whoever needs to, whoever needs to be inspired, and you know, just to prove—not not just proof, but I am living proof that you can do it. You don't need anything fancy schmancy. You just need a bit of common sense and a great support system, and to be accountable. And that's what Wendy's way is. And you know, it's all going to unravel as it will. And I'm so excited, and I can't wait to share my journey and whatever you know blessings and gifts come with it by being part of this journey. Oh, magic! Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. So before we we're just getting to the end of the show now, Wendy. But before we sure. start to wrap up with the last couple of questions. Let's ask your opinion on my three great areas in a clean living lifestyle, which is chocolate, wine, and coffee. What's your personal take on those three? You know what? You're asking the worst person in the world. I don't like chocolate. Oh, I don't what? eat sweet things. I know, right? I know, this is not like chocolate. Ever, right? I know, right? Don't eat chocolate. Don't like sweet things. And thank God, because I reckon I'd be, I'd be a goner. Um, wine? No, don't really drink either. So I'm not really helping you here. What about coffee? Really not helping. Coffee, I gave up. So as the smell of it still gets me, but if I'm going to drink coffee, which is very rare, I'm going to drink the best quality organic coffee I can find and supplement that, you know, 
if I'm really going to do it, it's got to be the best quality, otherwise I'm not going to touch it. And I'm sorry, I hardly do that either these days. So I'm a complete waste of space in this question, honestly. <laughs> well, it just goes to show that, you know, like I know a lot of us don't use, like we may have used these three things as a crutch in our previous yes. lifestyle. Yes. But now I think we've all like, um, yeah, like you say, getting the best organic versions possible. Yes. If we do choose to indulge. But it just goes to show, like looking at you, you're so healthy, you're so vibrant, you're full of life. So that's what could happen for you if you ditch chocolate, wine, and coffee too. <laughs> now, I'm not telling everybody to go out and ditch it because, you know, I have a husband who's way too on the planet that makes up for both of us. But, you know, just swap it to the best quality that you can. Limit the quantities mm. and swap it to the best. You know, maybe, I don't know, try organic wine. There's beautiful brands of chocolate out there. Make your own. You guys must have recipes. My God, come on. There's beautiful, you know, I know Joe Whitten does beautiful recipes. Oh, Joe's got the best chocolate food. She had, oh. she had some at the summit. And she was yes. Like, Alan, did she, did she give you some? She's like, Alan. And she, she brought out this big bag of yes. big fudge and gave it I to know, me. I was right? like, oh, what a, what a thrill. Joe Whitten's homemade chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, I've been lucky. I've been in Joe's company when she's actually made the chocolate and run the wellness breakthroughs I was at. And, you know, everybody else is hoeing in. I'm happy with one tiny little piece. I'm not a chocolate person. I'm not a sweet tooth. So it doesn't matter. But if you're going to do it, how about just, just oh, I hate the word moderation, but just control the quantity and control the quality. Seriously, have the best you can and just have a little bit. It's okay, you know, yeah, 80, but- 20. I totally agree. I know everyone like oh. the word moderation is naff, but I think that it just really depends on the kind of person you are. Because like, for example, like chips and lollies, like for me, I have no interest in those two things. So I can just tell no. them those. But for me personally, that's why I ask everyone because I'm looking for. Yes, um, sure, sure. In my, <laughs> my chocolate, wine and coffee consumption. But, you, you know, like it's the same thing. It's like I don't eat Cadbury's chocolate anymore. I have two squares of 90% chocolate and Organic wine, oh, organic yeah. coffee, decaffeinated because yes. of my adrenals. Yes. And all of that sort of thing. Yes. So I think it's just, yeah, because, you know, humans, we just don't really dig deprivation. So if you were to say, like, you can't have that, then it's the only thing you're going to think about and you drive yourself crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's crazy. You know, it, it would be, I, I just couldn't, I, you know, I couldn't imagine telling my beautiful dunk, you're never going to eat chocolate again. That's insane. That's yeah. his thing. He loves I chocolate. I couldn't tell Mike, my, my no. gorgeous husband, I couldn't tell him, no more chippies. Because he's a he's, oh, he's a kiwi, not. he's a kiwi bro, like the the one you met in the car park. And I think um I think he would like he'd have to leave. Like when I said we were going paleo, he said we can't do it without cookies, which is why I had to make that cookie recipe, oh, which is brilliant because right. that's such a good such a good recipe and does really really well. So yeah, exactly. And the thing is, you know, just swap it out for the better quality, the best quality. And yes. I hate saying moderation, moderation, because I hate that word, but just, you know, be sensible about it. Just, you can't have, you can't, you can't just have nothing. I don't believe that. It's like go the 80, 20 and just have the darn chocolate, but have the best quality chocolate you can. And savour it. Enjoy it. Like I think that some of us feel a bit guilty about but indulging in those sorts of foods. No. Kind of like secretly oh scoff it. Whereas really what you want to do is, Sit down somewhere in the sunshine, smell the chocolate, taste the chocolate. Oh, not be like, not be like this while you're eating no, it. You know, like, taste no. it, love it. Mm. Celebrate. Yum. Exactly. Celebrate the chocolate, enjoy the chocolate, and enjoy you enjoying the chocolate. Yes. 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 Oh, my God, Wendy. We need to live near us so we can just hang out and be besties. Can you come? Can you move back to this side <laughs> of the world? <laughs> 
Do you know, it's like, it's where everyone is. Everyone, all the cool peeps are over there, but I'm quite happy with, with my fly in, fly out. You're um, cool. You're cool enough. You, you're holding up the cool quota for that end of the country. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've got okay. it coming for your old WA. Got it sorted. Absolutely. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, Wendy, where can we find you? So you can find me on social media on wendysway.com.au, on Facebook, on Instagram. Sorry, I don't do the Snapchat thing. I don't even understand no, it. So either. I'm very sorry. But modern. I don't get it. Like my goddaughter tried to set it up for me and I'm just like, oh, God, I don't even know, Jess. Whatever. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. The Instagram, Facebook, my website, you can always find me. If you've got any questions, just send me an email, send me a private message, you know, holler at me and I will help in any which way I can. And I look forward to connecting with your beautiful tribe on all my social media and through my website awesome thank wendy you've been such a fun awesome full of life guest it's been such an honor to hang out with you this afternoon so thank you so much it's my absolute pleasure thank you for having me on and i can't wait for you to be on my podcast look out wendy's where fans i'll be there too (laughs) ellen marshall coming at you live (laughs) awesome thanks so much wendy until next time So welcome. Take care. Much love, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.